Speak the Word podcasts, the word of God with no restrictions, no limitations and no barriers. For the Bible says in Daniel 11.32, those that know their God will be filled with power and do great exploits. In this podcast, we will explore the word of God together, growing in Christ and building a better relationship with the Father. So tune in to Speak the Word podcast every Friday at 9pm. Identity. You must know who you are. Identity is defined as the fact of who or what a person is, based on the beliefs, the qualities, the personality and looks. You must know who you are. Identity is so important, not just as Christians, but as a person. If you don't have an identity, the world will define who you are. And when the world defines who you are, you then start trying to live to the world's standards. In the book of Acts, we see these people, they tried to cast out demons in Jesus' name, but the demons, they knew who Jesus was. They knew who Paul was, but they didn't know who these people were. Because these people didn't have a true identity in Christ, because they were not rooted in something, they were overtaken by the demons. And because of this, they couldn't stand. This is the same with life. When you don't know who you are, you won't be able to stand the test of time. And then the world will define who you are, and you will then start living up to the world's standards. Acts chapter 19, verse 13 to 16, it reads, Some Jews who went around driving out evil Spirits try to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon-possessed. They would say, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. Seven sons of Sekadar, a Jewish chief priest, were doing this. One day the evil spirit answered them, Jesus, I know, Jesus, I know, Paul, I know about, but who are you? Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them all. He gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. So because these people didn't know who they were, the demons could tell them who they were. See, the demons even know when you're really rooted in Christ. So you must know Christ for yourself. You must be truly rooted in Christ. You must know your identity in Christ. You must know who you are and what you are in Christ. Identity is vital because when the storms of life come and if you're not rooted in an identity in Christ Jesus, if you're not rooted firmly in Christ, you will not be able to stand. The power of the sower talks about this. The people who heard the gospel, but because they didn't have a good foundation, they fell when storms of life came. Some people, they heard the gospel, but they could not respond because they didn't truly understand. But blessed are those that responded. This is found in Matthew chapter 13, verse 20 to 23. The power of the sower explains so clearly, and this is what identity is. When you know who you are, when things come, no matter what it is in life, you'll be able to stand. This means when trials, tribulations, storms of life, seasons come, you'll be able to stand. Jesus knew who he was. He knew he was the son of God. He knew he was the son of man. Because of this, when he went into the desert for 40 days to fast, Mark chapter 1, verse 12 to 13, when he came out, the enemy tried to tempt him, but he could speak on the word of God. He could stand on the word of God because he knew who he was. He knew that he had a calling. He He knew he had a purpose in God. And that is something we must also demonstrate in our lives. We must know who we are. We must know who we are in God. We must know who our purpose is. We must know who we are, our identity. Identity is so important. If you don't have an identity, you will be defined by the world. I'm going to repeat that again. If you don't have an identity, you will be defined by the world. The world will tell you who you are. And this means you will never truly be rooted in something great. The Bible talks about in the heart of man, we are searching for eternal life. Ecclesi- Ecclesiastes chapter 3, 
You are searching for eternal life, but that can only found in God. You will continue to thirst, you will continue to hunger, but you only find your tridency in Christ Jesus. And in today's podcast, I want us to explore who we are in Christ Jesus. You know, Jesus knew who he was. Revelations 1.18 talks about it. He says, I am the living one. I was dead, and behold, I am alive forever and ever, and I hold the keys of death and hate. See, because Jesus knew who he was, he knows that I am the living one. I died and I was resurrected. And now I hold the keys to hell. I hold, I control the devil. Believe it or not, what the devil does, I'm in, I'm the one that's really in control. So don't think, don't let the world fool you into thinking that the devil has everything in control. No, I'm in control. And Jesus has his identity, he knows. So my question is, who are you? Who are you? Who are you in Christ Jesus? When the devil tries to tell you something, can you stand up and say, no, that's not who I am. That's not what the Father says I am. This is who I am. I am a co-heir. I am a child of God. I'm an appointed one. I'm an ambassador. You have to be able to say things and declare it over yourself. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about who we are in Christ Jesus. Number one, my identity in Christ Jesus, I am loved by the Father. John 3, 16, the Bible says... For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. So I know that I am so loved by the Father, that because of his love for me, he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for me. That is the love of the Father. That means I am loved by the Father. He said, do you know what? I know you can't uphold my law, so I'm going to provide a way. My son, who will allow you to have eternal life, to be with me. That is so amazing. First John chapter 3 verse 1 says, See what great love the Father has and lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that we are, and, and that that is what we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that they did not know him. So you can only know that you're loved in God when you know the Father. I know God, so I know that I am loved, and that he sent his son. That is the ultimate, the greatest love of all. That is the greatest love of all, the ultimate love. To send someone to die so that your children might have eternal life. That is one of my identities in Christ. I am loved by God. So when the devil tries to remind you of your past, you remind him of his future. You remind him, I came from that place, but I know that I'm going to a place because I have the love of the Father. You don't have the love of the Father. So you're going to the pits of hell. You have to remind the devil this. But if you don't know who you are, you can't tell the devil that I am loved. So when you fall or when you fall short of the glory, because the Bible says we will fall short sometimes. When you make a mistake, because that's our human nature, we make mistakes, the devil's going to try to keep you down there. But no, you can't stay there because you are loved. So you have to remember, yes, I'm loved by God. And even though I've made a mistake, I'm going to get up and continue to do the work. You must know that he sent his son down for you so that you might have eternal life. That is what love is. And don't let the devil ever try to tell you anything different. Be rooted in the love of God. Another thing I am in Christ Jesus, I am a child of God. 1 John chapter 3, verse 1, again, it talks to us about being children of God. It says, I am a child of God. So when the devil tries to tell you, oh, yeah, but he sent his son, but you're not a child. No, no, no. I'm a child of God because he made me in his image. That's what Genesis says. He made us in his likeness and image. So I'm a child of God. 1 John 3, 10 also reads, This is how we know who the children of God are and who are children of the devil. Anyone who does not do what is right is not God's child, nor is anyone who does not love their brother or sister. So this means that if you're not a child of God, you must be a child of the, of the devil. So when Satan tries to tell you, oh, but you're not a child of 
God, he's trying to tell you that you're a child of him. You say, no, 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 I'm a child of God because I love God. I follow his commands. I repent it and he's my savior. You've got to declare these things over yourself. Know your identity. Know who you are in God. Know that you are a child of God. And because you are ch- children of God, we live according to his law. Sometimes we'll fall short, but Christ fulfilled the law so that we may have eternal life. So because Christ fulfilled it, we know that we can now live in it. You have to be confident. You have to be confident that you're a child of God. And now that you're a child of God, you must meditate upon his law. You must love his law. You must live by his law. You can't try to live out the law without Christ in you. Christ is the one that allows you to live out the law of God. That's one thing we have to get right. Christ is the one that allows you to live out the law. Through Christ, the law can be fulfilled. Without Christ, you can never fulfill the law. So the law still has to be obtained. It still has to be maintained. The things in the Old Testament aren't cancelled out now that you're in Christ. No, they're fulfilled because Christ has fulfilled it. So he gives you the power to do that. So you've got to remind the devil. You've got to remind any situation in your life that I am a child of God. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. In Christ Jesus, I have everything I need. Remind him. What do children get? Children get the inheritance. Children get the inheritance that is in Christ Jesus. Children, when when you have... A child, you give them the things that is of you because they're your seed. So if you're a child in God, you're a child of God, that means you're also inheriting the things of God. And that's why we are co-heirs as well. We are co-heirs as well because we inherit everything because of we're now children of God through Christ Jesus. You have to know these things because the enemy's going to try to tell you different. The world will try to tell you different. But you've got to know who you are. You are in love by God. You are a child of God. And you are the righteousness of God. We are the righteousness of God. The Bible says we are slaves to righteousness. We used to be slaves to sin, but we are now slaves to righteousness. Romans chapter 6, verse 17 to 19. But thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, you have come to obey from your heart the pattern of teaching that has now claimed your allegiance. You have been set free from sin and now become slaves to righteousness. I'm using an example from everyday life because of your human limitations. Just as if you were offered yourself as a slave to impurity and to ever-increasing wickedness, so now you offer yourselves as slaves to righteousness, leading to holiness. We are the righteousness of God. Because we have now left all the things from the world, we have left those things, we have left all that wickedness, all that sin, and we have now found ourselves rooted in Christ we are the righteous of God and that has made us now even holy in Christ you have to remind yourself these things I am the righteous of God I am the righteous of God I cannot be shaken I am built in the foundation which is Christ Jesus I am the righteous of God 2 Corinthians 5 21 it reads and I'm going to read from verse 19 it says 2 Corinthians 5 21 God made him who has no sin to be sin for us so that we might become the righteous of God. The Bible tells us here that we have become the righteousness of God because Christ became sin for us. This example exemplifies the love of God, the love that we have in Christ Jesus. Because of his love, because of God's love for us, he sent his son to become sin so that we may become called the righteousness, that we may become and be called the righteousness. You are the righteousness of God. Say it with me. You are the righteousness of God. I am the righteousness of God. God has made me righteous. Don't let the devil try to tell you you are dirty. No, I am no longer dirty. I am righteous. And through righteousness leads to holiness. So not only am I righteous, but I'm holy in Christ Jesus. But all these things I'm saying comes from being rooted in Christ. These identities come by being rooted in Christ Jesus, not in anything else but the Lord. 
Another identity we are is we are ambassadors of Christ. You see, God gave us his commission in Matthew chapter 28. He gave us the commission that we must go into the world and make disciples. We must go and preach the world word of the Lord to people. We must go preach the word of the Lord to creation. And because of that, we have been made ambassadors. So we are called forth to be ambassadors in Christ, to go forth and draw men unto Christ, to draw people back to Christ. We must recognise that now that we're in Christ Jesus, we represent the kingdom. So when you're a representative of the kingdom, you're an ambassador. You represent what the kingdom is. We represent. You see, Jesus, he had followers, right? So his followers would go out and represent. See, that's where the term Christians come from. Because it means Christ, which is Jesus, and then Ian, which means follower. So we are followers of Christ. So he had his disciples who would go out and represent him. And because we are followers of Christ, we are Christians, we are now represent the kingdom. So we are an ambassador. 2 Corinthians 5.20, it reads, We therefore, Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. See, when you're an ambassador, you have to appeal for what you're representing. So we are representing the kingdom of God, so we are appealing for it. And the Bible says, how will they heal without a teacher? How will they heal without a teacher? We have to go out and preach God's word. That is the only way in which people will hear about God. That is the only way people will be drawn onto Christ. You, we cannot say we want to make disciples of God without going out into the world and preaching God's word. And to do that, you must be an ambassador. You must represent Christ. So this means in your daily walks, everything about you must be Christ, Christocentric. Everything must be centered around Christ. This means when I go to your social media page, I should know straight away you're a Christian. When you talk to me, I should see the Christ in you because you're representing the kingdom. Too many a times we're trying to hide away from who the world, we're trying to hide to the world who we are. Identity. No, no, no. Your identity, your identity is what makes you. Your identity is what makes you. Without your identity, you are nothing. So if your identity is Christ Jesus and you know you're an ambassador and you know you represent the kingdom, you must show that. This can't be something you do in closed doors only. You must go out into the world. It says go out into the world and preach my gospel. You only go out into the world and preach the gospel if you're an ambassador. And as children of God, we are ambassadors. We represent the kingdom. So I implore you today that whatever it is that's holding you back from speaking about the gospel, whatever is holding you back from speaking boldly about the Bible, Romans 1.16, that must be a scripture that is in your heart. I am not ashamed of the gospel. You cannot be ashamed of something that gave you free life. You cannot be ashamed of something that gave you salvation. Without the gospel, we are nothing. But with the gospel, we are something. Without the gospel, we are nothing. But with the gospel, I am something. You have to remember these things, people of God. The Bible talks about us being ambassadors of Christ. We are ambassadors because we represent the kingdom. God has made us in his likeness and image. If someone's in your likeness and image, you represent that person. We are representatives of God. So we must go for and preach the gospel. Know these things, know it in your heart. Because that's your identity. Without doing this, you won't be able to go out and preach the gospel. Because you don't think you're an ambassador. See, if you don't know that you're an ambassador, you can't go out and do the work of an ambassador. But that comes from having an identity in Christ Jesus. Now that you are saved, you are employed to go out and speak the word. You are employed to go out and speak the word, to let people know about Christ Jesus. This is your identity, to be an ambassador of God. People of God, wake up. People of God, get bold and radical for Christ. A revival is coming and you must not miss it. You must be a part of it. And you have to be because you are an ambassador for Christ. You are an ambassador. 
Say it with me. You are, I am an ambassador for Christ. I am not ashamed of the gospel that has brought me salvation. I cannot be ashamed. I am an ambassador. That is your identity in Christ. You must know who you are. I am this and so much more. But that's because I'm rooted in Christ. You have to be, to do, to be all these things, you must be rooted in God. This identity does not come from the flesh. It comes from Christ Jesus. And I want to use this as an opportunity for anybody that has not have an, does not have an identity in Christ. This is the hour. The Bible says he is coming. He comes like a thief in the night. He only comes as a thief in the night if you're not watchful. If you do not know the Lord. The hour is now. The time is now. This is the opportunity. God gives me an identity. And because of identity, I have the authority to tell you that you have an identity too in Christ Jesus. You must accept the finished work. And you can do that right now with me. Here, as you listen to this podcast, you might be walking on the street. You might be in your bedroom. Wherever you are, the time is now. Do not wait. For the hour and time that the Lord is coming is not known. The time is now. And you can say a quick prayer with me. Mean it from the bottom of your heart. Mean it from your heart and believe it with your mouth. The Bible says confess your your mouth and believe in your heart. Jesus Christ is the only way. I am the way, the truth and the light. Nobody gets to the Father except through me. Let's pray. Repeat these words with me. Heavenly Father, I come to you today as a sinner. Lord, I am sorry for all that I have done. I know that I have done wrong against you and I'm asking for your forgiveness. Forgive me, O Lord, so that I may never do these things again. Forgive me, O Lord, so that I can now live with you. I know that you died, you were buried and you resurrected on the third day for my sins. I accept the finished work. I believe it in my heart and I confess it with my mouth. I will no longer go back to those things I was doing. I will no longer go back to the things of this world. I will now look up to you. Give me the grace to stay fervent in you. Give me the grace to stay faithful in you. You are looking for faithful people. May I be found amongst them. Lord, give me an identity in you. Because without you, I am nothing. But with you, I have everything. With you, I am someone. So, Lord, I'm asking that you come into my life. You dwell inside of me. You come like a roaring flame and you ignite inside of me. Give me a burning and a yearning for the word of the Lord. That you may dwell in me and I in you. Thank you, Lord, for the salvation which you have given me. I know that now I have an inheritance in you. I am a co-heir in you. I am forgiven. I am free in you. Amen.